Some trouble gets you down. If Satan blocks your way, just stand right up and sing. a similarity between this word of Jesus and the word we lifted up last week in the mid-morning worship, which came from John 14 and 6. I am the road, also the truth, also the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. In both cases, Jesus is making it clear that for us to be all that he has called and commissioned us to be, we must stay connected to him. Hear his words in verses 5 through 7 of this 15th chapter. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. You need to hear that. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This, my brothers and sisters, is the essence of true discipleship. It involves a willingness to submit to the authority of another. Yeah. Necessary 
for discipleship to be successful is our assurance that the one we are submitting to is worthy of our trust and capable of fulfilling our expectation. And as Jesus continues his discourse in the upper room, he assures his disciples of his reliability as one to be followed and as one that we may submit to and depend upon. But more than that, he reminds us that his dependability is the result of his unique relationship with our heavenly father. I am the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes, and every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. In other words, we need to stay connected to Jesus because Jesus is our connection to the Father. Now, to understand the symbolism of the parable, you must understand the context. Israel, God's chosen people, had often been described in ancient Hebrew scripture as a vine that gave the promise of fruitfulness, but had always fallen short of its expectation. In Isaiah chapter 5, the prophet describes Israel as a vineyard that had been meticulously cared for, but still yielded no fruit. In the 80th Psalm, Asaph describes Israel as having branches that spread to the ends of the earth, yet it failed to be fruitful. In frustration, an appeal goes up to God, the vine dresser to revisit the vineyard and make it strong again. Just a few days before Jesus gives this word, he cursed a fig tree for giving the promise of bearing fruit from a distance, but upon closer inspection was found to be barren. In each of these instances, there was a lack of connection which led to a lack of fruitfulness. My brothers and sisters, as we approach another Resurrection Sunday, there's a lesson here for each of us. If we want to be fruitful, we need to be sure that we're connected to the real vine. And Jesus describes himself as the only real vine. Real is intended to draw contrast between Jesus and everyone else. It's a contrast that John consistently makes throughout his gospel account. In John 1 and 9, he describes Jesus as the life light that was the real thing. Every person entering life, he brings into light. 
In John 6, Jesus declares himself to be the real bread come down out of heaven, giving life to the world. In John chapter 10, Jesus says that he is the good and real shepherd who puts the sheep before himself and even offers his life for the safety of the sheep. In every case, authenticity is necessary for a real connection to take place. And as it was then, so it is today. If we desire to have a real connection, then we need to be sure that we are linked to an authentic Savior. And the only authentic Savior is Jesus. Then more than needing connection to bear fruit, we need a real connection to bear the right kind of fruit. According to the Jewish historian Josephus, on the door which led into the holy place of the temple, standing nearly 47 feet high, was an artificial vine that was spread out. The branches and leaves were made of gold, and its clustered fruit was made of diamonds and pearls. And I mention this because in many ways that vine is a metaphor for what's wrong with the church. Even today, there are a lot of people who are trying to bear temporal fruit from a divine connection. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have no connection with Jesus, but it does mean that you're expecting the wrong thing from your connection with Jesus. Like the artificial vine bearing gold and diamonds and pearls, too many of us are trying to connect with Jesus in order to get the wrong fruit. If you can't say amen, say ouch. We want the fruit of material wealth. And there's always going to be some charlatan in somebody's pulpit trying to convince you that you're next in line for a financial miracle because they know that's the message that you want to hear. But material wealth is not what a real connection is all about. We want the fruit of worldly power and influence, not because we want to help people, but because we want to appear big in the eyes of people. A lot of us spend all of our time and energy trying to get other folk to notice us and know our name. But worldly power and influence are not what a real connection with Jesus is all about. As we abide in Christ and, and he abides in us, the more time we spend with him, the more like him we will become. And being like Jesus is the fruit of a right connection. Loving like Jesus. Serving like Jesus. Standing like Jesus. Jesus, forgiving like 
Jesus, comforting like Jesus, persevering like Jesus, helping like Jesus, lifting like Jesus, laboring like Jesus, illuminating like Jesus, preserving like Jesus, proclaiming like Jesus. When you've got the right connection, you'll bear the right fruit. Too much of what goes on in the church is about us and not about Jesus. But when we are connected, we bear fruit as Christ is manifested in and through us. We bear fruit as we manifest his character. We bear fruit as we carry on the work he began to do and to teach. We are the branches connected to the real vine. With that connection, we gain life through the vine. With that connection, we are sustained with the vine. With that connection, we produce fruit. And that leads to my final point this morning. Jesus says that we can know that we have the right connection when the Father prunes the branches. Look at the passage again. See that Jesus tells us three things about the Father that are important. First, Jesus tells us that the Father is the farmer. That speaks to his identity. The farmer is the one who owns everything. The farmer is the one who is in charge. By Jesus describing himself as the vine, Jesus even places himself under the authority of the farmer father. And that's important because if Jesus placed himself under God's authority, how can any one of y'all think that y'all can do whatever y'all want to do? He's the farmer. Then Jesus tells us that the father farmer removes fruitless branches. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And that speaks to his justice. And it reminds us that there is an end for those who fail to fulfill their purpose. And that end is eternal estrangement from God. Let me tell you something. God is a patient God. But after a while, patience runs out. God gives us chance after chance to, to make our connection fruitful. But if we insist on doing things our way instead of his way, there will come a time when God will cut off the fruitless branch. John the Baptist said at the very start of Jesus's ministry, now the ax is laid at the root of the tree. Every tree that doesn't bring forth good fruit will be cut down and cast into the fire. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want no fire in my future. Jesus says that his father is the farmer. 
he says that his father cuts off branches that don't produce good fruit. But the third thing that he tells us is that even for the fruit-bearing branch, the father prunes them back so that they can bear even more. Now, you might not think about it when you're going through it, but pruning is an act of mercy. And the fact that the farmer father prunes tells me that God is a God of mercy. Pruning involves getting rid of the junk. Pruning involves getting rid of the unnecessary fluff. Pruning involves getting rid of the things that prove to be growth inhibitors so that there will be nothing that will keep us from bearing the maximum amount of fruit. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that our Father loves me enough to prune me back. See, I confess, there are times that I can get a little bit out of hand. You ain't got to say amen so fast about that. There are times when, when I get a little full of myself. There, there are times when I think that every good thing that happens to me is because of me. And when those times come, I need a little pruning. I need to be sure that that my connection is intact. I heard Paul one day talk about God's pruning and how it helped him with his connection. He said his pruning has left me hard pressed on every side, but by his mercy, I am not crushed. His pruning has me perplexed sometimes, but, but by his mercy, I'm never in despair. His pruning has caused me to be persecuted, but by his mercy, I've never been abandoned. His pruning has sometimes caused me to be struck down, but by his mercy, I've never been destroyed. And then he offers this testimony. By his pruning, I always carry around in my body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in me. For we who are alive are always being pruned back for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our living. So I'm glad that he prunes me because pruning has helped me stay connected. Pruning has helped me produce even more fruit. Church, I don't know about you, but I want to stay connected with Jesus. I, I want him to walk with me. I want him to talk with me. I want him to guide my feet. I want him to hold my hand. Sometimes he's got to knock me down, but I'm glad that after he knocks me down, he picks me back up again. He's my friend. He's my father. He's my protector. He's my guide. He's my all and all. And I know that if I stay connected with him, 
everything will be all right. I just want to stay wrapped up in Jesus. I just want to stay tied up in Jesus. I just want to stay tangled up in Jesus. 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 It's a strong connection. It's a good connection. It's a connection that'll bear fruit. When on the cross of Calvary, our Lord was crucified. That mob stood round about him and they mocked until he died there were two thieves they were nailed beside him just to share in the Such a death was needed to rescue all of us who were lost. His blood was made a ransom just to set the captives free.
Was needed. 